up that diesel. Um, 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 let's go diesel. Um. Where are we beginning with this shit, with this bullshit, man? We're, bu- we're bullshit, man. Listen, the football team's winning five. They stink. Yeah, but we knew this. We knew this. The coach didn't know that. The coach didn't know, man. Come on now. Nah, on. nah, not based on what he's telling us, Cliff. I'm not giving him a pass for that. We ain't giving nobody else in the past a pass for that. So why are we giving Rivera for him saying bullshit out his mouth? I, I'm not I giving him a pass. I have just decided that I will not be parsing that man's words like he's running for office. There's no reason for me to be doing this. The guy's saying all types of things right now. Only thing I can look at is what is actually occurring and the decisions that they're actually making. I don't know why he says the things he does. I don't. <laughs> I really don't. I don't know That's why he, pro- he goes problem, on these rants. I don't know why he, why did you read the stats off? Don't know. I don't know. I've never seen a coach in the history of my life of all the years I've been watching football. And I've been watching football for a long time. I've never seen a fucking head coach read off the stats of his quarterback just to justify why he had a great game or why he put him in the game. Like if we're being honest with ourselves, coach could have read off Dwayne Haskins stats after the Ravens game and be like, well, damn, he had a solid day according to his stats. Like that's not what, we're looking for i don't give a fuck about what his stats look like okay like i'm not understanding why coach gets a pass for that bullshit but i don't think anybody's giving a pass i think that she have you looked at twitter listen man three quarters of twitter and wrestling twitter i love y'all washington football twitter i love y'all but three quarters y'all just be talking and most of the time that's me as well like i just be talking on that joint but i'm not worried about twitter he's just saying whatever he needs to say to justify why he made the movie made, which he doesn't even have to do. He doesn't need to justify the move to anybody but his boss. So he doesn't need to justify he, why he why he took them timeouts to the locker room the first two weeks, two weeks too, right? We not worried, we not tripping off that no more. But like Cliff said, these things happen. I'm not trying to make sense of it anymore. I just need to just 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 uh, see where this is headed. <laughs> well, we know where it's headed. But y'all, y'all, <laughs> no, nah, I'm with you, Paul. Ahead, like Paul, ahead, we at Cliff. the point where we can't just spend every week. Going with what the coach said. Like, I was doing that last week, and I thought about it on Sunday when I was watching the game. I'm like, you know what? I need to just watch the football team. Why right. am I bothering what this guy's saying every week? Like, I don't know why he's saying these things. Why is he not making sense? Well, Cliff, you, know. you, you, you bothered with it because, for one, he told us it would be different. He told us there would be no leaks. He told us there would be no communicating through media. There, we, we, we wouldn't be doing all that bullshit that we've been doing the previous 5, 10, 15 years. And now we just going to say, well, we ain't going to listen to coach. Fuck what coach talking about. We, we just going to focus on the football team. If that was the case, we should have been focusing on the football team when Gruden was talking out of his ass or Shanahan was talking out of his ass. Correct? Yeah, but there is one difference. Gruden What's had difference? expectations on him. So when he was talking crazy and talking reckless, we were like, get this man out of here. I'm not giving him a pass. But this year was doomed to be trash the second he took this job. A lot of things have happened since he's taken the job, and now he's kind of made his own bet with this whole quarterback fiasco. So no matter what he says over these next 11 weeks, I'm just ignoring it. 
what's the results on the field? Is the team getting better? If the team remains bad, then you know what? Going to next season, we're going to have some questions for Ron because next year better be better. But I'm just watching for what's important right now. Ron can continue to talk crazy, talk reckless. I, why try to make sense of it? Why are you trying to make sense of it? I just, I just, I can't believe that's where we at now. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm just playing the other side of it. Like I told y'all, I'm not giving up on Ron, but it's just funny that now we're at the point where we're going to just be like, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck what coach talk about. We just going to look at what the team is doing. He could talk out his ass in his press conferences throughout the week. We're going to leave it alone. We that's not, no, nah, that's not, that's not. Cliff, that, that's, that's what, what y'all sounding like to me, bro. What that's I what am saying like right is, now. look, man, I can't do this every week. I feel you, Cliff. I, I don't want to do it either. For it. Some of these weeks, we just got to talk about the football game. Because their game's being played. We just lost to an 0-5 team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we got we 10 did. more weeks of this shit. Quarterback had two talk. turnovers. Coach said, don't even worry about it. I can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all, look, man. Listen. <laughs> I'm not, hey, Paul, I'm really not trying to be negative. You know me, bro. You know I'm always in it with this team, and no matter what they do. Hey, but real but shit, this, this nigga shit. Corey woke up. He's been negative since he woke up, dog. <laughs> <laughs> this, nigga's, this nigga's comments in the chat have been negative <laughs> since the AM. He has been on one. Your, your text has been looking very, very distressed lately. Because be I'm very, you, very concerned right now, my dudes. Like, this yes. is the way. I, be, I I'm with y'all on Ron. I I think I still believe in Ron. I'm all for the change, but the shit that's been going on is just concerning because again, I was under the impression that he was the one that was going to control shit like that. He wasn't going to let that stupid ass shit leaks and all this other shit that we deal with consistently with other coaches in the past. We weren't going to have that. And it's week six. Corey, I hear what you're saying. And I'm not even going to talk about the leaks right now. I've come to the point now where I just feel like leaks are going to happen, especially in Ashburn. If that's just the way it's always been, I don't know who the mole is. They might have buried their way deep in the organization, and they always going to be they're leaking. Like, the shit he'd be saying that don't make no sense. This is this is where I'm at with, with Rivera on that. I got an idea on who the mole is, but I'm going to leave it alone. No, nah, no, nah, spill the tea, bro. Who you think? <laughs> no, nah, look. We're going to focus on the football team, man. Um, we'll come, right. we'll come back. <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll come back to the mole and the shit, the outlandish shit the coach has been saying. We'll come back to that in December because it's going to be more. Believe me. Right. It's going right. to be a lot more. But Here's what I got to say about Rivera. He was in a position where he was starting a quarterback. He didn't want to start. I think Rivera's position has always been this is an R&D year. He said, I'm not taking these timeouts. We're just evaluating talent. When the time came for him to oust Haskins, which he probably always wanted to do. Then it turned in, we're trying to win games now. And then he gets on the podium on Sunday and says, look at my quarterback stats. Look at my quarterback stats. So things maybe have changed for him. Is that the right path to go? I would argue that it's not. I think this should have been an R&D year from the start, and you should have stayed on that message because now you're sending conflicting messages to the people looking on. And like we've said on this podcast time and time again, when you went down this path, you opened yourself up for criticism. Why is the team not winning? It's not that the team is bad, which it is. Now it's like, well, you said you were contending. Let me but. say one thing before Cliff responds to you, Paul, because I know Cliff about to say something. If Coach didn't want Dwayne Haskins, he should have never started him. If Snyder said he was going to a coach-centric organization, that means 
It's coach's call. Coach, you're in charge. All this shit about people saying coach had to start Dwayne for Snyder. I th personally think that's bullshit. Snyder gave him the keys to this ship. We need to stop acting like he did not give Ron the keys to this ship. Ron is making every football decision there is that involves this football team. If he didn't have the confidence in Dwayne, why the fuck did you waste our time for the first four weeks? That's all I'm saying. You didn't have to do that. You could have told right. us you wanted, you wanted Kyle Allen, and we would have accepted it because we right. already accepted research and development. So don't we can't sit here and say that Dwayne's not Ron's guy like he just realized that. I'm pretty sure he knew that back in August. Right, Corey. And the way I'll rebut that, and this is the last thing I'll say about it, is what if Ron really thought that Dwayne could be the guy? What if he was backing Dwayne up until the point where he thought that Dwayne was costing us games. I knew this team isn't very good. Y'all know this team isn't very good. I think anybody looking on knows this team ain't very good. But maybe in a moment of honesty, Ron looked at what he had on the roster and was like, maybe we could win this shit division with Kyle Allen playing, taking snaps. And that's why his tune changed. Again, I'm not saying that was the right thing to do. I'm just saying maybe that's the way he's justifying it in his own head. Maybe he did believe in Dwayne. And maybe he, Dwayne just blew his chance. And that's just the way it's going to be. Well, my last thing I'm going to say about that is this is not about me saying Dwayne is the answer. So I don't want people out there thinking, oh, I'm just I'm just hanging on to Dwayne Haskins. That's not what it is. I had mm -hmm. my own questions about Dwayne when he came out in college. But I'm just basing this off the fact of what we were told all offseason. And then we get we get to this point after four weeks and the kid gets benched. I'm just a little disturbed by that. But right. Cliff, I'm going to leave it alone. Cliff, you got it. <laughs> Look, man, <laughs> I'm, you know. This is the this is all I'll say about this stuff, right? We are six weeks into the season. Like this is besides the quarterback stuff. Like you can start whoever you want to start. Me myself, I am a process oriented person. I'm not results oriented. You can get good results with shitty process. Those results will not be sustainable. My problem with how this has been handled is there doesn't seem to be a process. That's all I'm saying, Cliff. That's it. What was the plan? Why is it that we are here now and there doesn't seem to be a plan? You have all, The season started in August. It is mid, it's mid-October. The plan doesn't really seem to make sense. I know what I saw Sunday with Kyle Allen. He looked like a very mediocre quarterback. Mm -hmm. with incredibly limited upside. Mm -hmm. We can talk about, I mean, I know Paul said, listen, Haskins lost in the game. Listen, quarterbacks going to lose you games, man. That's the league. Let alone ones that have only started 10 games. Yeah, quarterbacks are going to come out here and they're going to have shit games. Like, that, like, that's what I didn't understand about the tone change after Cleveland. Now, what is going on behind the scenes? We don't know. We don't no know. No doubt. All right. And it could have been behind the scenes that got Haskins benched. That is perfectly, that is entirely possible. It seems it actually very likely. My only thing with this league is why isn't it the responsibility of coaches to improve players? Why isn't it the responsibility of coaches to hold players accountable? If the guy is being immature, then why aren't you cursing his ass out? Mm -hmm. Now, maybe you didn't think you needed to do that because it's like, I don't really fuck with you anyways. And that's entirely fine. Mm -hmm. That too is entirely fine. That's how I see that situation. I just know the way you decided to handle it 
is putting you under the fire and the mm. fire is not leaving. It's not. <laughs> so you, so the issue that you, what we now have is that you can talk now about research and development, but if you go two and 14, three and 13, you are going to need to win games next year, mm-hmm. period. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. You go three and 13 this year, you start next year on five, your job is now in question. And that's that what I'm saying. any team Clip. in the league. That's he, he kind of opened this up for that to happen. Mm-hmm. All you had mm-hmm. to do was stick to your plan. I mean, yes, things, things happen, things pop up. There's situations that coaches need to adjust throughout the season. I get it. But if you were truly about this research and development, even if you felt you had a shot at the division, you didn't have to tell us that, coach. You didn't have to go to your press conference and say, well, looking at the division, we looking at five games, six game stretches, like we out here really knocking people off. Like, we're good. Like, no, (laughs) you didn't have to do that. And like you said now, it's opened up the floodgates because even the stories from the media are changing. What's Mm -hmm. Rivera's true message? We're not not seeing consistency with what Coach is telling us from one week to the next. Like, he's opened this up for all these questions to come out now. That's that's what I'm – that's basically what I'm saying. Yeah, no question. And we've seen this around here before. Yeah. And the problem is once it starts, the only way to shut it up is to win games. But and we haven't won. Is we got 10 more weeks, and this team is one of the worst teams in the league. You're not going to be able to shut them up. Right. And uh, you're going to go into the offseason with every single decision you make being questioned. Mm-hmm. It yep. didn't have to be this way. Nope. That's all. That's all I'm saying, Paul. That's it. Nah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Uh, I, I want to talk about the two-point conversion. Uh we got to talk about the game, but I want to start there because uh, there was a lot of um, uh, different opinions on that between us on Twitter, between what the beat writers are saying, this and that, yada, yada. Um, after the game, he said, I'm playing to win. I'm trying to get our players to understand how we're going to do things. We're going to do things to the max. We're going to play to win football games. It's going to bug me with loss. It's going to piss me off. I want to win games. I don't care. This is my first year. I don't care. We have young guys. We're trying to teach them. We're going to teach them that they're going to learn how to win. At the end of the day, that's what we're here for. End quote, Ron Rivera. Um, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, I changed my tune on that since Sunday evening. I-, I told you guys that I thought that I didn't mind the move. And now I'm kind of just like, eh, I- I'm indifferent about it. When I saw they were going forward, I didn't have a reaction one way or the other. And listen, if they convert that and they win the game, nobody's saying nothing. But um, I'm going to let y'all speak on that. What did you actually think of the move? They weren't going to convert it. That's the whole problem with this process here. We were not converting this two-point conversion. Who in our fan base went – because I saw him put his hands up for two right after we scored. The commentators didn't see it. He immediately put his hands up for two. I immediately thought to myself, well, we're going to lose the game. We aren't going to convert this. Furthermore, there's like 35 seconds left. You're not even guaranteeing a win. If it was double zero on the clock, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Us converting that would not have meant we were going to win the game. The other thing is, look at your offense. Look how we got down here. We got down here, throwing the dumping off the ball everywhere. <laughs> we weren't going to be able to dump the ball off. Score. Again, what the hell are you talking about on the road we do blah, blah, blah? There are no people in the stands. Thank you, Cliff. I, 
again. So that's like a process thing. You know, and my last thing is, you know, I see a lot of people pouring out. Y'all know me. I'm big into analytics, man. Very important. I look into them. It's very, I, like, I think it's something that everybody should be using it when it comes to looking at sports, not looking at certain stats and looking at others. People posting this two-point conversion stat are ignoring some things here. One, that stat is overall all the teams. That stat doesn't tell us how the bad teams do. If you think that our offense has a 49% chance of point converting a two-point conversion, you're out your fucking mind. Because it don't. I didn't mean to laugh. I was trying not to laugh, bro. Because it don't. Like, who could who could be like, well, you know, 49% of the time. To, what do we do at a league average level on offense? Nothing. 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 Our chances, if you gave us 100 two-point conversions in a row, two-yard line, we went against the Giants, 100 plays, we probably score two points, 20% of those plays. If that. So my issue with it is, and that's obviously an unmeasurable thing. I just made up a number. So everybody relax out there. But my thing <laughs> is this. We weren't going to score. And if we did score, it would not have guaranteed us a win. That's why we shouldn't have done it. Too. Yeah. Cliff, I'm right there with you, bro. Um, like Paul said, I was not mad at the decision. Uh, I was actually walking to the kitchen to get another beer. And then I see my team staying on the field to go for two. Not understanding what the fuck we're doing because I didn't anticipate that. Um, I'm going to be honest. I don't think it was the right call. I'm not upset about it. But like you just said, who the fuck are we to be going for two points? It's 30 <laughs> seconds left, coach. Um, not saying that we couldn't stop the Giants or, I mean, I don't think the Giants were moving the ball on us to the point where maybe we couldn't have got to stop. But it's just like. We had their defense on the field for all that time. We have the momentum. Why not just kick the extra point? Trust your defense is going to have Daniel Jones do something stupid and you get the ball back or you get the overtime and you see what you can do. But that quote that you read off, Paul, again, I'm not trying to be a dead horse. I'm not. <laughs> you see, I tried to ignore the quote. I tried to ignore the quote. <laughs> uh, for coach to say, I'm trying to teach these guys how to win, but we used the first two weeks of the season to hold on to timeouts. Like, I'm not understanding that. And that goes back to me saying the message is not consistent with what he was saying. If you're going to tell me one week we're going to take timeouts into the locker room, but then you're going to look at the team and tell them this week, are we going to go for two? I'm almost certain 95% of our roster was on the sideline like, what the fuck are we doing, coach? I don't know if y'all. I don't know if y'all saw Chase Young's reaction after that two point conversion fail, but that's how I look. Like, did we really fucking just go for two and miss that? Like, <laughs> but see, you know, no it's, way it's, in hell anybody saw that coming. No, but I it's not. More comfortable. It's not even as much as we went for two. It's the fact that there at no point in that play did the play. The play was never given a chance to even work. The ball hell never no. even made it to the end zone. So on a, on the same end that um. When he had his little pop quiz, his little pop quiz for Dwayne. Hey, class, fourth and 14, what do you do? You just throw it into the end zone. What the fuck was that on the two-point conversion? That's a great right? question. So, <laughs> like, my thing with that kind of quote is, this goes for him and McCarthy, man. I don't think these guys took into consideration where they were now working. Mm -hmm. There are things you can say in Charlotte that no, like literally, it will only be read by the people in Charlotte. Sort of. Mm -hmm. 
you can't go out there and say this kind of thing after what you, like, as if we don't remember what you said earlier in the season. In the same way that McCarthy can't be like, well, we had our best practice all week. Bruh, what? (laughs) How dare you just say that with like a clean face? Like, you're not in Green Bay. You can't just say shit like that. Because people go, Jerry probably was like, motherfucker, what? Because you're going to lead off, because the difference is you'll lead off first take. Mm -hmm. That's the difference. The job is different. Like, the size of the job is different. When you mm-hmm. do all this Dwayne Haskins shit, it ends up on first take. That shit wouldn't have been on first take if you were in Carolina. It probably would have. You just would have benched or everybody would have moved on. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you just got to start saying less shit. Say less. Oh, Say understand less. the market that you're in. And understand we are not idiots, coach. We've been doing <laughs> that. We've seen every fucking scenario you can think of. <laughs> Did y'all hear Cool yesterday um, on Sheehan's podcast? He said uh, something to effect of, and I, I don't remember the exact uh, time frame, but this is the third time in the past, like, X amount of years that Rivera's gone for two, down one with the game on the line, and now he's 0 for 3. So, I mean, that that's just that. I mean, listen, they don't call him Riverboat for nothing. He's a Riverboat gambler. He does these things. But to Cliff's point, analytics matter. Too much of Ron's doing is just from his gut, and uh, he doesn't have the actual numbers to support why I'm going for two now, why I'm doing this, why I'm doing that. Mm -hmm. I I was thinking about it. It's kind of funny. Riverboat Ron is kind of like this old Family Guy skit I was thinking about earlier. You've got 20. You got to look at the numbers and realize mm-hmm. how is this going to work out for me, bro? Like, you can't just say, well, I'm going for two here because this isn't this, yada, yada, yada. That makes sense. I'm going for two here because my gut says it's the time to go for two. I'm like, oh, the way you just said that is the same way that Cooley said it on their podcast. Not to say too much about what they've been talking about, but Cooley was like, he got that riverboat name. He was joking, like, by going to the blackjack table, like, Telling the dealer he gets two tens, like, oh, split the tens. Like, <laughs> you're going off yeah. punches and shit. You know, I'm my a little thing with the riverboat name is he got that riverboat name because the guy was coaching for his fucking job. Split the tens. And so we started going. <laughs> so we started going for it because he was coaching for his job. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He was about to get fired that season. That's when the riverboat not my name came. Look, you want to go for two points, cool. I got no like me myself. Wouldn't have gone for it. I can see why you would, but I see my offense and I go, we're not converting this. Like <laughs> we are, we are not converting this. If it's a one know. out of two proposition for the rest of the league, then that should have mm-hmm. been one out of ten proposition for us. Remember that across all things. I mean, what would what would make you think? Like I'm trying to put myself in his shoes. Why the fuck would I believe my team is going to convert this two point conversion? What did we do all day on Sunday that would make Coach think like, "Yep, here's the play, we got it." Mm. Uh, but you know, he, you know, he probably talking about momentum. We had the momentum, guys. Fuck that momentum! <laughs> if we have momentum, you put your best, you put your defense back on the field, and you let your dogs go hunt after Daniel Jones. Sorry, ass. He's bound to give you one. Mm. Instead, we taking a chance. We just we playing five hundred to get two point conversion. Gibson was right. knocked on his ass when he ran that route. Mc- McLaurin yep. was bracketed. And that's that's it. Play's over. And they knocked him on his ass because that's they knew exactly where they were going to try to throw the ball. Literally. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, listen, he, he did make some calls on Sunday I like, like especially uh, the uh, fourth and four, going forward after the running into the punter. You know, that ended up working out well, and being a touchdown on that drive. Mm-hmm. So there are some spots where he is gambling where I like the call. I think they've been pretty successful on fourth downs this year in situations where it's not like, okay, the game's on the line. We, we're just going for a fourth. And they've, they've delivered to a degree. You know, it's like we're saying, it's just like in that position, again, I'm not going to be – I'm going to be on the fence about it. I still don't mind it. I hear what you guys were saying. But I think for the most <laughs> part – Washington was the better team on Sunday. I, I, if I watched that game again, which I did, I was like, Washington really had control of this game after the first quarter. Like, they were not playing poorly. The Giants got two touchdowns off of uh, Kyle Allen turnovers. That's yeah, all they got. Them. They had Northern turnovers. Don't worry about it. Goddamn, Corey, you won't quit. <laughs> they, had, they, had one, they had one really long drive that ended up in that uh, fuller interception, which wasn't an interception, but shout out to the refs. But if you're going to add more plays to the game and you have the momentum, then you shouldn't really be afraid to go into overtime and just go another 20, 30 plays with them and let the better team win. You were trying Especially- to win the game right then and there, but it was the Giants. Not saying that we're some great team, but you were play- outplaying them for most of the game. You outgained them by 140 yards. You had eight more um, first downs. You had more turnovers in them. For the most part, you bowed them up, especially in the second half. Let's take this into overtime. Let's see where it goes. To win, to go for the win right there, I get it. But it's like you could have won that game by being smart. I think that he just tried to win the game there, and that wasn't smart necessarily. But you know, that's right? Just but my... the issue is, it would not have won the game. I think that's my biggest problem with the, the the thought process there. That play would not have won us the game. Mm-mm. It wouldn't. Have. Nope. There was thirty seconds left, right? Yep. 36, to be exact. 36. So we wouldn't have – the game would not have been over. He went for two like it was three seconds left. Shit. Yeah. Like, if there was, like, five – if there was five seconds left, I'm like, you know what? Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Take a chance. 30 seconds left. You are you, – you could entirely convert this and lose by a field goal. Absolutely. Seconds. But at right. least – but Cliff, my whole – and, Paul, my whole thing is at least you would have been putting your, your so-called strength back on the field. Your defense right. would have been back on the field to get a stop, which right. Daniel Jones hadn't done shit all day outside of make you look stupid on a little read option play. Like make you right. not make Landon Collins look stupid. Well, yeah, Landon. I don't know what he was doing. He was in the matrix. Right. But right. That, the I would have. I would have much rather us put Daniel Jones back on the field. And if we stopped him, or if we had gone to overtime, cool. Then, to be honest, put our put our offense in a situation where they got to convert a two point conversion. To win the game, I just no. no I don't think that. One more thing before we get to the offense. Question for both of you: If we were playing the Packers or the Saints or the Seahawks or one of the better teams in in the conference or the NFL, would you have felt differently about going for two right there? Because I can understand it then. Like, let's not waste time. Let's try to beat this team now. Because honestly, we've hung tough for fifty nine minutes. Let's win it now. Yeah, but dude, but if you go you for two. Felt- First, Aaron Rodgers. I'm glad you said. Now that. you're up one. <laughs> now you're gonna lose by two points. Absolutely, he would have scored. That's all you've done. You okay? Seconds, you went for bro. two versus Russell Wilson. Hey, Russ, thirty six mm-hmm. seconds. Cool. The Shazer Everett and Landon Collins back there. Russ would have been on the sideline like they know what's about to happen. They, they know what's over. over. <laughs> Game's over. I, I like yeah. my, like like I said, my issue with the logic is like it doesn't the logic doesn't line up. But also, Ron. 
you're really arguing for pretty much going for two all the time. So, yeah, we will mm-hmm. see. No, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I think the time on the clock is the big factor there. Yeah. All right. Let's start with the offense then. Uh, Kyle Allen. Uh, you know, I, I look at Kyle Allen's game on Sunday, and to me, it kind of just epitomizes, like, the best you're going to get from Kyle Allen. He's going to drop some dimes, like the Logan Thompson's touchdown and the Cam Sims touchdown. He's going to have some back-breaking plays, like the stupid Beautiful throws, by the way. Beautiful throws. Yeah, no, no. That pass to Cam Sims was truly, a, like, an awesome throw. Like, really, really well done. Uh, he's going to have some turnovers. He threw up pick to Bradbury, which was ugly. And, of course, you know, the strip set fumble, which was right on time. I mean, everyone's like, how is Kyle Allen going to fuck this up now? And, of course, there goes the strip set fumble. He just coughed that joint up, and that was the perfect bounce, and he's off to the races. And the rest of the game is just going to be a mixed bag of dink and dunk and ugly throws. That's pretty much what he did. I'll give him his credit. I think he played a decent game for Kyle Allen standards. I don't think that he would stand out in like the whole grand scheme of NFL quarterback play, but for Kyle Allen, I think he played okay. But um, I'll throw it to you guys. What do you guys think of what he did on Sunday? Well, shit, he was 31 for 42, 280 yards. Let me stop. <laughs> Corey knock him quit. He knocked him quit. <laughs> hey, Cliff, Corey, you didn't catch what I was doing right there. Let me stop. <laughs> Speak to Kyle. Like, I think what he did, Yes, he was more comfortable in the offense than Dwayne. That was obvious. But again, all we did was dink and dunk. We didn't see anything as far as the play calling. Like, I don't know what the fuck Scott Turner's game plan is. We all three of us have discussed that. I don't know. I don't know what he was trying to do on Sunday. I'm being honest. I really don't know. But for Kyle, I mean, he played a decent game, man. He played like a backup. He is a backup. I mean, he had a high QBR, high QB rating. People are talking about that shit, but I mean, when you dinking and dunking, I mean, chances are you're going to get a high QB rating. But the best thing that he did was he kept plays alive because he was able to move around with his feet. So I give him credit for that because that's not something that Dwayne was doing. Obviously, Dwayne was taking more sacks than Kyle was doing. But those two yeah. turnovers, those are absolutely unacceptable. I'm sorry. Yeah. But if we go call a spade a spade like we've been doing with the other quarterbacks and the one that just got demoted to the third QB, let's keep it a buck. That was fucking pathetic. You can't do that. <laughs> A 15-yard sack one time, and I was like, the fuck is he doing? The fumble for them to go up 2013, that was unacceptable. And that pick to Bradbury, I could have made that play. I don't know mm-hmm. where the fuck he was throwing the ball. So all those people out there that are talking about Kyle Allen, like, oh, my God, that, the offense looks so much better. Knock it off. You know, you, know that, you know he was doing that play? Staring down his receiver. I'm glad you said it, Cliff. Mm-hmm. What I was going to say is, you know what's funny is that some of the same people on Twitter that uh, used to bash Kirk Cousins for just dinking and dunking and having, what, what, what did they say, the pretty stats or, mm-hmm. or whatever? Like, he would just, just dink his dunk his way to a 35 for 41 day for 299 yards and a touching. But look how, look how terrible he's playing or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But it's not held to the same standard we're talking about Kyle Allen. Like, he did pretty much the same thing. Uh, the only thing I'd say he did a little bit differently was use his feet. Because mm-hmm. uh, Kirk wasn't really a guy that got done on the ground unless it was like a goal line read option, so-and-so, whatever, whatever. Kyle Allen actually made plays to extend drives with his feet, especially that one third down where he kind of stretched that ball with his left hand over the, the marker. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's this is what you're going to get from Kyle Allen. I mean, going back to my point, it's this is what you're going to get. He's not going to be out there slinging the, the rock. I don't know who expected that. 
He's not going to be going downfield, especially not with these receivers. He's going to throw it to J.D. McKissick and Isaiah uh, Wright as many times as he can to extend the drive. And if you don't extend the drive, then he, then that, that's just it. You're just going to mm-hmm. get maybe three or four good drives out of Cal Allen per week. And that's pretty much going to be it. He kind of stinks, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, look, we know he hey, I think up. the crazy thing is he doesn't look – like I said, going into the game, did he look that different from Daniel Jones to you? Nope. He really didn't. Honestly, That's not, not even me hating on Dan. Like, yo, look at these two. These two looked very unexceptional. Turnover machines. Jones had a couple nice runs. Cool. Well, those runs were aided by someone not doing what they're supposed to be doing. <clears throat> 26. Um, <laughs> but they, they tell me that Kyle knows the offense. That's all they keep telling me. I saw a game plan that looked just like I don't see what about the offense he seemingly knows more than the other quarterbacks, given the offense looks exactly the same. Exactly the same. He played okay. Sure, he played okay. They're 0 5. So mm-hmm. we, we are lowering the bar while also having lower competition. The Giants aren't good. That was probably about as well as we could expect Kyle Allen to play. We scored 19 points. Yep. So he stinks. Keep it a buck. You look like a stinky quarterback with me. Makes a couple. Okay, he can move a little bit. Congrats. Mm-hmm. He can move a little. Right? He turns the ball over a ton. That We were lucky. Really, he was fortunate. And we should be more worried about the offense because that's the worst pass rush we're going to face the rest of this season. Jesus. Easily. That is the worst pass rush. They didn't even have Leonard Floyd. So that is the most time you're going to have to throw the ball. On Sunday, the pass rush you're going to be facing on Sunday, while that team is not good, that is a better pass rush. I saw that guy out there doing some of the same things I saw people critiquing the previous quarterback about. Why is he leaving the pocket? Why is he doing that? Oh, why is he imagining pressure? Why is he just standing in there making throws? He did the same. He did the same shit. Dwayne could have played a game like that. No question. So, wasn't all that impressed. It was about what I expected. Patrick Claybone had a funny tweet on Sunday saying, I wonder how bad Palin would play if he didn't know the offense. And and it's true. I mean, you, you were saying over and over and over through the summer, through the first six weeks, he knows the offense. Well, I mean, anybody can know an offense when the offense is to hit a crossing route on every single pass or to, or to look for your check down almost immediately. That's, you know, that's not a hard offense to learn. Hey, the difference with Kyle Allen now is between this year and last year, he don't got McCaffrey in the backfield catching them little dub offs, taking them for 55, 60 yards. So I don't know yeah. what the coaches are expecting, but uh, if – <laughs> we're supposed to get excited over some dump offs and cause the and cause the QB can roll out to get a couple yards. I mean, we in for a long 10 weeks, fellas. Also, right. one last thing about these guys, man. This thing where like, oh, he made a good throw. Mm-hmm. It's his fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing with Daniel Jones. Okay, he made a nice throw to Slayton. Mm-hmm. You're talking about one play out of fucking 65. This would be like if they're like, well, Jerron Christian made a good block on that one third down. That's my thing that annoys me with how they talk about quarterbacks. 
literally people will come away from that game going, well, he made a couple nice throws. It's if he didn't play 70 snaps on offense. Mm-hmm. What about the other what other player on the field? Are we going to be like, well, yeah, that corner, he had a bad game. But, you know, he did have that one pass breakup. But meanwhile, he gave up four for a buck 60. Right. <laughs> like throwing one, throwing one good touchdown pass, that's not impressive to me. Right. I'm sorry. I'm not killing Kyle Allen because, like I said to start, this is pretty much what I expected from Kyle, Kyle Allen. This is kind of like his peak effort. He's going to have a bunch of throws that aren't going to wow you. They're not even, they might not even necessarily be good throws. They're, he's just going to play. He's going to be out there just doing what he can do, extend drives if he can, but he's not going to do anything that's going to wow anybody. He's not going to do anything exciting. He might throw a couple passes that are like, okay, wow, now I see it. A couple times. But he's also going to do a lot of shit that's going to leave you scratching your head like, why is he on the field? Right. And does it help that he's playing with the least talented group in the league? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, like, I watched an offense seemingly play as about as well as it can play. It scored fucking 19 points. Let's talk about Scott Turner. Um, y'all might have moved me to the dark side because I've been saying for weeks <laughs> that I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, benefit of the doubt, benefit of the doubt. And even at this point, I catch myself being like, well, the, the, the talent is real bad out there. He probably can't trust anybody to do some of the things that he really wants to do. But the offense is so predictable and bland. These are NFL players. They're professionals. I refuse to believe that you can't scheme up anything better are than all, what Are they all NFL players? Hmm. Uh, I mean, I guess, I mean, the paycheck says so. <laughs> well, I guess the paycheck says that he's an offensive coordinator, right? Uh, in, indeed, indeed. <laughs> yeah. nah, well, like if his last name was Williams or Gasaway, would he have a job as an offensive coordinator? Uh, Hell maybe, no, maybe I'd be not. a position coach. <laughs> yeah, you'd so be a quality control coach. You'd be cutting offense, up film on Monday mornings, and that's it. Fuck out of here. I don't know what, like philosophically. What is the goal here? Please don't tell me that in 2020 you've created an offense designed to throw four-yard dump-offs to the running back. In 2020. Because that's all the offense is at this point, man. And you know what's funny? Usually the first 15 is scripted. Can anybody tell me what the fuck we've been trying to do in our first 15 plays? No clue. No clue. Didn't think so. The only thing I will say is I don't know what you're supposed to do with this talent level. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I'm going to give him a little bit of leeway because this my is only- not this is not an NFL <laughs> offense talent-wise. My only comeback for that is, yes, I understand we don't have talent that probably, we probably have, we probably don't have much talent at all in offense. It's pretty clear. But my thing is it's week six. You've been with these players a couple months now. At some point, the offensive coordinator needs to figure out a game plan to put them in position to succeed. And you can't tell me running everybody, having everybody running four-yard curl routes, everybody running crossing routes, running into each other where the middle linebackers are at and shit. We're running a QB rollout, but all the receivers are on the other side of the field like, what the fuck is the game plan? We don't establish the run. 
I don't want to see Peyton Barber for the rest of the season. I'm serious. I don't want to see this motherfucker ever again. He stinks. They might as well cut him and pick up somebody. He doesn't bring anything to the offense. Let's keep it the buck. At first, back in training camp, we were all okay with them cutting AP. Okay, cool. I'm going to roll with it. Six weeks into the season, that was the dumbest fucking move they decided to do. At least if you had kept AP, you could have had some sort of run game because clearly they don't trust Gibson because he don't get enough carries. I like McKissick, but McKissick can't be your RB1. Who are y'all fooling? Like, what? Why? You told us he was the third down back. You're going to scheme up. You're going to put him out. You're going to put him out wide, put him in some mismatch type situations. You're going to run some screens. Like, we out here running McKissick off tackle, HB halfback dive and shit. Like, what the fuck are we doing? He's not a, he's not RB1. Peyton Barber on the season. He stinks. 28 carries, 47 yards. Get the fuck out of here, 1. man. 1.7 yards of carry, man. Come on, man. Last season, 3.1 yards of carry. Come Look, on. They shouldn't have cut AP. It looks like a terrible move in Russia's. Like a terrible move. Terrible. They need to play Gibson as a wide receiver. This has to stop. I said, like I said to y'all in the chat, I'm like, maybe the plan here is. And this is why I'm like, okay, maybe this is research and development and Raj just saying this stuff. Because it really makes no sense to solely play him at running back unless you really want to focus on getting better as a running back. But they told us he was a Swiss Army knife. They told us us they'd be able to line him up everywhere. They told us he was in every offensive meeting. Running backs, receivers were lining up everywhere. He's taking a lot of now. Maybe right now they want him to focus on being a better, um, understanding his role as a running back since he's never played Mm -hmm. the position. And then you expand his position next year. Maybe that's what it is. That would be the only explanation for it. And that could be the case. And I know Paul pointed out on Sunday, Gibson was missing some holes, which I think he was too. But how is he going to learn if you only giving him eight or nine carries or 10 carries? Like, you got to give him the fucking ball. We don't also, have any weapons. We have no weapons on offense for you not to give him the ball. Why do we have to hand him the ball? That's my only, like, what does it matter if he plays running back or receiver? You need to be getting the ball in his hands and positions to make plays. We don't have enough playmakers on the team. He's clearly one of them. For, for all that McKissick brings to the table, he's clearly a limited player. Clearly. If, if McKissick was as good a player as he was talked about during – um, training camp, and as they have talked about, then he wouldn't be here. <laughs> like, he's been bouncing around the league. We got him for pretty yep. much nothing. Like, that would not have been the case had he been as productive a player as they claimed. He is a decent football player. There's no question. Gibson right. has clear, dynamic player potential. You are a team devoid of offense. You need right. to find better ways to get him the ball. Bro, totally Gibson true. had nine carries, bro. Nine? I said this in chat a few days ago. Um, I guess this applies to McKissick and Gibson. I think their roles might be a little bit different if they had a, a greater wealth of offensive talent. Like if they had other players around them, maybe you could afford to move them around a little bit more, possibly. But to what you said, Cliff, yeah, like right now, the way you're using Gibson is hamstring him, having no talent is an excuse for no offense, but it can't be an excuse why the offense is just bland and ordinary. Thank you. What is it going to kill you. you to move Gibson around? It's going to kill you to put 41 and 24 on the field at the same time. You got to throw different wrinkles. You can't just have Gibson on the field, have him 
run two times for two yards, take him off the field and put McKissick in and then dump it off and then repeat the cycle. It's, it's not helping anything. You're not helping and your players. That goes, Paul, that goes back to Kent when they told us they – even the reporters reported it like, this team clearly has a package of having 41 to 24 on the field at the same time, moving them around. I ain't seen that shit. It's week six. Yeah. I'm not understanding how McKissick yeah. went from your third down, your replacement for Chris Thompson, to your lead back. Scott, what the fuck are you doing? We have I not established you. a run in any game, bro. I'm not asking them to come out here and carry the ball 25, 30 times, but our run game is not a threat to any defense right now. No, Am I wrong? I like it's it it just it's not adding up to me. But I mean, now being a run game, can we just find ways to get this guy to ball in space? That's all. I don't. Is that is? I'm not an offensive coordinator for them, but is that hard or something? Because I see other teams get their their guys in space. Why can't you do it? Like Bro, that's, that's, I think that's what is bothering me. It's like this is a guy who in college in space destroyed people. No one can tackle him. So why are you using him like a back from like 1998? It's fucking it's crazy, man. It's absolutely crazy. They had a screen set up for Gibson, I think it's either in the second or third quarter. Y'all remember this play where they tried to do a fake end around and on a backside screen, but Isaiah Wright didn't run the right uh reverse angle when he went are you talking about the, the double reverse halfback screen right and I, everything on that play looked funky every single thing on the play looked funky uh, well, i don't know if it was kyle's fault i don't know if it were if it was Wright's fault i don't know if it was gibson's fault but it was maybe the ugliest play i've seen all season from this let me offense. say let me say something real quick why are we running a double reverse halfback screen with this fucking talent on offense and you know your old line can barely hold up anyway why are you running that play? Well, well, Corey, you can't have it both ways. You can't say your offense is bland and then say, why are you running a double reverse? I hear you. The talent sucks. But that's how you get the ball in players' hands, by running oh, these The moment players. we snapped the ball in that play, I knew it was over. <laughs> Nobody looked like they were on the same page with anything. Like, it just does not look like the offense is organized. The game plan is not clear. Period. And I'm sorry, but I'm not, I mean, okay, I take that back. I won't criticize the play call too much, but with our offensive talent or the offensive um, personnel that we have right now, I'm not running that play. I'm just not. I hear you, man. Uh, I think think the one thing I'd say about the offense when it comes to those type of plays is it seems the timing is very off. Um, Even when they ran screens, even on the wide receiver screens, the timing just doesn't seen there and that was whether that's been whether it's Haskins or what we've seen with Allen the timing just isn't there on these type of plays I don't think we've ran a, a good screen running back screen all season maybe with the exception of one because the timing on our screen plays just doesn't seem doesn't seem that good right now nope yeah I hear you. uh what's next oh should we even talk about Sadiq and AGG uh I'm happy that they try to get the young guys on the field. I think we talked a lot last week about switching up the lineup a little bit, getting some of these younger players in. And Sadiq was making his first start. AGG made his first start. Sheriff was back. We were supposed to see more Holcomb and more uh, Sean Dion Hamilton. Uh, Sadiq dislocates his kneecap on the second play of the game. And then on that same drive, AGG blows out his hamstring. That's, <laughs> if that ain't 2020 in a nutshell, 
especially for this team. It just sucks, man, because you were looking forward to seeing them and seeing what they could do. And I, I think that Sadiq could be a good guard. This man can't stay healthy right now. As, you know, I'm not saying he's injury prone yet, but been hurt all camp and you made your first NFL start and you were off in two plays. Maybe Shanahan was right about this goddamn turf at MedLife. This zone is, is dangerous it's as terrible. fuck, man. Yeah. Only thing I'll say to Sadiq, man, is just, fortunately it's not as bad as it looked because I really thought like I thought that was one of those non-contact I'm out for year type or out for the year type injuries. So they said it was they said it wasn't as, clearly wasn't as bad as they thought. And they think he could be back after the bye week. So I mean that's yeah, that's a plus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we talked we done talked a lot of shit about um Inman on this podcast saying how we don't really do much and this and that. That's why I was happy to see AGG get a snap. So matter of fact, I had said in a private chat to you guys, I hope after the bye week, AGG gets off Inman snaps. At this point, what do you have to lose? I would be in favor of him getting those snaps and seeing what he, he actually could do and let him develop a little bit. But he's another one that got to stay healthy. Like, you, you don't make the club in the tub, and you're not going to get better, especially coming from Liberty to the NFL. If you if you just in the tub all day, you can't just – on the trainer's table, you're not getting better there. But um, we'll see. Uh, what else do I want to talk about on offense? Anything else on offense you want to talk about? Um, listen, Brandon Sheriff is back. He was okay. He's all right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's Paul's guy. Uh, tight end Logan Thomas. He actually made a play. I think that's a, I think that's the first play I've seen that guy make all season. That's the first tough catch I've seen the guy make all season. For being frank, second, guy, second. Anytime, second. What, what was the second. first? What was the first? Uh, the Eagle game? Remember he made that, that diving catch? It? Oh, he dove for the ball. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like come on, man. Um, well, we know what what uh, Logan uh, Thomas is like. The fact that he's out there is truly a, a crime against uh, modern offense. But he makes a play every once in a while. He's, no, well, yeah, he doesn't make a play every once a, in a while. He's a big old tight end that has no wiggle at all whatsoever or speed, but he'll make a play once in a blue moon. That's By it. my math, he makes one play. He makes two plays every six weeks. Now, <laughs> Cam Sims, we should talk about Cam Sims. Cam Sims has been here since fucking Gibbs won. He finally gets on the field, makes a touchdown catch. Is that was that his first catch in the league? It no, that wasn't his first, first catch. That was his first touchdown. Listen, you say AGG should get his snaps. You need to put Cam Sims on the field and take Dontrell in the off the field. With all due respect, man. Yeah. You, this is the first time Cam Sims has like actually been healthy for a regular yep. season. Mm-hmm. We have not actually got to see what he can do during games. He's been a preseason. He's the Marco Mitchell Hall of Famer currently. <laughs> I want the guy to play a little more. Arnarian McCants. Arnarian McCants. <laughs> so like you made that catch. I think really what I saw on Sunday, that's the first time our offensive players made some plays. Mm-hmm. Are we going to give Jerome Christian a shout out too, though? Jerome? He's been he's been pretty quiet. Who, who'd he go against? Who'd he go against? Do you even know? Could you, like? No, who'd he go against? Marcus Golden. Yeah. What, what Marcus, Marcus, Golden? Marcus Golden's a solid pass rusher. Well, then Marcus yeah, Golden start reevaluating because I hear your name all game. And if you can't be <laughs> if you can't be Jerron Christian once all game, then I, I don't know. I don't know. Real quick, I'm looking at the, the snap counts. Emin played ninety percent of the offensive snaps. Gibson. 37 percent it just makes no sense also isaiah wright 78 percent let's stop with this man 
See, like that's the type of shit that actually bothers me about Scott Turner. And obviously they know more about their players than I do. I'm not saying I don't, but you cannot tell me that your offense is in a good circumstance. When Isaiah Wright's playing double the snaps of Antonio Gibson. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. They're finally getting the ball to 17 as much as possible. That's encouraging. Throw the ball to 17 every time you drop back. I, I'm kidding about that. But like, if he not getting 10 targets a game, then I would fire Scott Turner in the tunnel on the way back to the locker room and tell Kyle Allen hand this playbook. I'll find a quarterback who can look for 17 as many times as possible. But you remember that stat like that I sent y'all when it was talking about out of all our third downs this season, like McCorn's only been targeted six times on all of the third downs that we've had, like for a team that lacks talent on the offensive side of the football and it's third and you need to convert to get a first. Why the fuck are you not looking at 17? Like shit, the defense knows 17 to only first. I mean, that's, that's a good point too, though, Cliff. Yeah, you're right about that. But I'm gonna I be mean, honest, I might I'm gonna force feed him. Who else are you giving the ball to? Gibson's not on the field. You want you don't want to throw the ball to Dontrell in me? Big third and nine. Speaking <laughs> 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 the third downs, uh, they actually were decent on third down on Sunday. I know they were one of the worst teams in the NFL this past year, but um eight for fifteen on third down, two for two on fourth down. So, you know, that, that I mean that's encouraging a little bit. Lottie, right? Lottie fucking da. The team is we played five. the fucking giants. Listen, I'm throwing away. All Sorry. stats from that. <laughs> it's the Giants. We can be happy that we outplayed the Giants. We outplayed the Giants and lost. Do you know what that says about our football team? Hey, Cliff, man, we you might throw it. out the stats, but coach ain't. There you go again. Mama, there goes that man. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just saying, man, because Cliff just made a great point. We played the fucking Giants. Why, why are we taking these stats into consideration <laughs> like we like we played the Chiefs or somebody? <laughs> Like, yeah, but listen, nah, guys, no, 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 but no, but real quick though, Paul, that's really how they sort of spun this shit. Yes, Even, like locally, it was almost spun into like one of those good losses. <laughs> we did not play a formidable opponent. The only reason we looked that good is because the other team didn't have a win. It's the only reason. And I'm gonna tell you right now, Sunday we're playing against a team that just got mollywhopped on national TV last night. Yep. I was going to say, uh, I think I saw a stat that they said that the Cowboys have given up the most points in the first six games of a season since the merger. Like, oh, uh, they're like, on pace to be in the top five for the most points allowed in the season. Well, That's how shitty they're I can show you this. Look, I keep hearing about how good Daniel Jones is. Daniel Jones did not play that well versus the Cowboys. Why? Daniel Jones isn't good. Our offense stinks. I don't care who we play against. Our offense will not be good. Yeah. Everybody's, I think, the, what are the Cowboys giving up? Like, it's been like 40, 38, 38, 40, like fucking lotto numbers. <laughs> What's that shit from All About the Benjamins? A 38, <laughs> a 47, a 30. <laughs> fucking sorry ass, sorry ass defense. We're not scoring 38 on them. Oh, shit. No, sir. Oh, wait, let me read it off for you. They've given up 20, 39, 38. 49, 34, and 38. Fuck is it bingo numbers? Oh, shit. Hey, you guys, <laughs> hey, you, hey, Paul, you guys start to pod with that Mike, Mike Epps clip. A 20, <laughs> a 38, a 40. <laughs> hey, I'm looking at the clip. 
Uh, oh my god. Um, look, the offense, offense sort of looked like it peaked out, and they seem very happy about the offense performance. That is disgusting. How are you happy about this? He's got fucking 19 points. Why are you even reciting the quarterback stats? How oh, dare you? you literally how held up you? the stat sheet and was reading it off them. Like, so how dare you? Let's go to the defense, but that's yeah. wild that they sort of treated that like this sort Damn, of positive man. performance. Ah. Couldn't even score 20. Mm-hmm. This guy, Ron, has turned us into a fucking... What was that score you used to lose all them games? Real? Prairie View A&M? Yeah. <laughs> that's what you, you've turned us into like this program that is taking small victories. Mm-hmm. He said we, oh, we had 347 totally. 347, coach? You know that's like the league average? <laughs> right. Like how, like, how dare you, dog? <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. Let's move on to the defense, man, because y'all making me sick right now. Defense, worst start. I don't want to start with Landon Collins. That's where I was gonna start, but I feel we've been really bashing him every single week on here. So let's start with some positivity. The run defense was good. I think the run defense was good, and that's I'm I'm coming off a stance I had on Sunday. I was like, why is the rush offense so the rush defense so bad? Why are they giving us all these yards? I mean, they really didn't have that bad of a day. I think they only gave up, what, 132 yards on the ground, and 50 of those came on one run by Daniel Jones where Landon Collins was doing Landon Collins things. For the most part, they were good. Um, Payne, Sweat, and Young had an big awesome pain. day. Especially Big Payne. Had a big awesome Payne was awesome. Yeah. As a matter of fact, Corey, go ahead. That's your man. You always talking about Big Payne, so go ahead. I mean, it was just exciting to see him jump off the screen, man. You know, you know me. I'm always a big defender of the Bamba boys. Can Cliff was going on my boy last week, but I mean, that's what we expect from him on a on a weekly basis. Like that's all. See- that's all, Corey. No, oh no, I'm with you. I'm with you, Cliff. I'm with you, Ex- especially for where we drafted him at and the ceiling that they tell us that he has. Like Payne has a high ceiling, man. The dude can stop the run. He can rush the passer. He's usually double team majority of the time. Like. He can be a A player. Like, you know how Cooley always says, you know, blue chip, da-da-da-da. Like, Payne has the talent to really, like, oh, yeah. be a force at the front of this defense. So, I mean, it was just exciting to see, man. Like, he was yeah. tossing Will Hernandez around, like, get the fuck out of my way, bro. Like, it was <laughs> it, it was just beautiful to see because that's what we saw him do at Alabama. So, I mean, I'm hoping he can keep it going. But, I mean, I was excited to see 94 play like that. So, big, hey. big up for big Payne, man. Listen, last week. I criticized Payne. <laughs> no, I did. No, and, I was, and I don't think I was being unfair. No, nah, not at all. I you don't know, think he was playing at the level he can play at weekly. Absolutely. Yesterday, uh, Sunday, I thought that was the best game he's played since he's been on this team. Mm-hmm. He yeah. can do this weekly. Yeah. Right? I'm, like, I'm, I don't want to – I'm tired of our D-linemen doing flash plays, man. I'm tired of it. These guys are these guys are highly drafted players. I need dominant games mm-hmm. from everyone. Not one week. Oh, it's Payne's week. Next week, oh, sweat. Nah, when the fuck are y'all gonna do this all together? Absolutely. They've yeah. only done it all together one game. Like, yeah. listen, we we can talk about this D line all day. We need to start holding them to a higher standard. No, I'm with you on that. You are where all our draft equity has been put. Mm-hmm. We need you all to be out there dominating games. 
period. Ron Payne, that's how you dominate a game. Yep. Do that shit again Sunday. I don't want it to be that you did it versus the Giants. And then we come we come Sunday, Zeke out here fucking zigging and zagging every goddamn day. <laughs> so I got a feeling. Week. Like we, we, <laughs> we have invested a lot in our defensive line. Do you Damn all sure feel did. like our defensive line has been dominating this year? Because I don't. No. Like you uh-huh. said, they've been doing it like here and there, like as a unit. No. I do not feel like they've been dominating. No. Uh, Sweat. Listen, Montez Sweat, he don't get the attention that he deserves because obviously he plays opposite of Chase Young. He's quietly having a Pro Bowl season, man. And Mm -hmm. he has the motor that I wanted to see last year. Like, last week we saw him chase down Daryl Henderson, or it was Cam Akers, on that long run. This time you're just seeing him coming off the the backside edge and, and stuffing runs. I'm like, this guy really, really is an impact on every single play that comes his way. Even the ones that don't, he's having some sort of, of impact on the play by occupying blockers or forcing things back inside or chasing down runners, this and that. He's, he had a slow start to last year. I think that as the season went on, he started showing more things. This year, he's really turning into a good player, man. It's good to see. Plus, also, I mean, we're not asking him to drop back in the coverage 15 to 20 times a game. If we keep taking shots at everybody today, dog, just at Minuski next time, bro. <laughs> All three of us expected this type of um, effort from Montez Sweat. Like, we saw the kid play in the SEC. Like, he was a dog. Let's keep it a buck. He, mm-hmm. he went to Mississippi State. He stood out on the screen when they played football. Like, and I think, honestly, not only is he just getting more comfortable, he saw all that. I mean, let's keep it a buck. He saw all that attention that Chase Young's getting. He's on the mm-hmm. same team as this generational talent is and sweat wants his name out there as well and i think he, he's just starting to get more comfortable man and the more yeah. he plays i think the better he's gonna get yeah yeah um let's sweat 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 played well mm-hmm. uh his rams game probably the best game he's played since he's been on steam too bad we got the shit kicked out of us but <laughs> he had a well, great well, game well, for well, st well, louis don't forget the Browns game. He had three sacks. He had three sacks yeah. with the Browns or two sacks with the Browns. You know, he, he, he was credited with one sack. He has three sacks in the season. <clears throat> yeah, he's, he's, no. he's getting the tackle for losses. But again, we weren't all over Daniel Jones on Sunday. It's not like we like Daniel Jones was running for his life out there. Yeah. So we need them to play, we need them to be the dominant group leading that defense, man. It's funny because I, I saw a few tweets of people saying that. Chase didn't have an impact because he didn't have a sack, but it's like, well, if you paid attention to the Fuller interception, that wasn't really an interception. That play was caused by Chase Young. So, right. I mean, obviously he didn't have a great statistical day, but Chase Young had a good impact on Sunday. But I hear you, Cliff. As a unit, they got to play together or play better yeah. because, like you team, said, all that draft yeah. capital, we need you guys to elevate your game because they're mm-hmm. they're the ones that's going to elevate this defense. So, You got a tailor-made matchup for you on Sunday. Oh, my. Yeah. I think Chase Young needs to buy a week. I think he slowed a little bit by the, the growing injury. You know, he's been going through it since camp. He got injured a couple of weeks ago. He's back in the lineup now, but is he 100%? He doesn't look like he's playing at, at, at 100% right now. I remember last week, he only played maybe like 70, 65% of the defensive snaps last mm-hmm. week. You know, I, I think he needs to have the bye week and have a week off and, and get himself back to 100%. Um, well, how about Kerrigan? Didn't Kerrigan only play seven plays, but he had a only, That's the next thing I was going to say, see, guys. Only seven plays. For Kerrigan, um, I don't know no, what that's no. all about. I, I thought he'd play more of like the 20 to 25 snap a game range. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. One, 
Uh, they didn't have a lot of plays though. The we didn't. We did. The Giants only had forty six plays. Yeah, only had forty six plays. So that's. I mean, that's what. That's probably fifteen percent of the snaps. Look, Chase Young don't need a bye week. You know what Chase Young needs? Brandon Knight, left tackle, Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> this is the week to get right. Time to get busy. No, seriously. Yeah, this right. is a good week for y'all to go into the bye weekend. You are going to go against bums on Sunday. Bums. We'll get to That's that like, game. I, got I know y'all. I know not game. to get sidetracked, but I know y'all remember. Uh, Paul, you remember Donnie Simpson show when he used to have Huggy Lowdown on there? Of course. That's like that's like Huggy calling like Daddy. This is the week for Chase Young. That's how you just. Start. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a week, this is the week for him to do it. Real shit. It is no straight up. This is the week. Yeah, you know, the bye week can wait. You got right. you you going against fucking Valdosta State on. <laughs> where did he? Where did Brandon and I go to school? I don't even know, man. He went to Indiana. Oh, food! Your food, Indiana. <laughs> Damn, West Martin went to Indiana. I guess that makes sense. Anyway, God, moving on. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, and don't forget Mr. Uh, Ginger Eli, uh, Andy Dalton back there. Red Rifle. He, he was Mr. Scary Nigga himself last night. By the way. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what's Man. funny? A few, a few Cowboy fans told me last week, they said, well, we got the Red Rifle. We'll be all right. At least we know we'll win the division games. Like, okay, well, here you go. Because that's what they've been telling us all off season. Yeah, but dude, they this guy's playing behind. Trash. Mm-hmm. Trash. I got a prediction. I got a prediction. Mm-mm. He's not finishing that game Sunday. Woo! <laughs> the song. Shoo! Shoo! <laughs> you will see Ben DiNucci, the backup quarterback. James Madison on Sunday. Oh my gosh. That's my prediction. It's funny because Arizona was teeing off on Dalton last dude, night. Dude, I don't know who the fuck this Clay Matthews clone was. Cardinals. <laughs> I never heard of this dude. Right. He was walking by 69 mm-hmm. Cowboys. They're gonna I tell you what, Maggot Jack, I know you're very unhappy with the way the polls are looking right now for your boy. <laughs> but if you don't tee off on that O line on Sunday, man, mm-hmm. I might have to start asking questions about Mac and Jack. Yeah. Come on, Mac and Jack, we we believe in you. <laughs> Even though you don't believe in COVID. Go ahead, Cliff. Cliff is right, though. I mean, the Cowboys. How many of their O linemen are out? Dude, Smith is out. Mm-hmm. Colin is out. Didn't oh, Martin get a concussion last Martin night? Got, yeah, oh, yeah, Martin had a concussion knee. last night. Oh, yeah. Concussion. Connor, oh, yeah, concussion. Connor Williams is also out, correct? Or am I making that up? Nah, Connor no, Connor's good. He's in there. Exactly. No, he's good, but he's not actually good. If you Looney, oh, yeah, Looney, yeah, Joe Looney is out. That's who's out, Paul. Joe, Joe Looney's, Looney's out. So, that, so yep. that means four of your five offensive linemen are out, and the other one is Connor Williams. So it's time to get busy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They started Terrence Steele. At right tackle, he's a college free agent with Texas Tech. He started yesterday at right tackle. Come on, Montez Sweat. They're going to send fucking Uber SUVs to pick these guys up on Sunday. <laughs> Every <laughs> single one of you, we're going to get you your own SUV to come in that stadium. Mm-hmm. Because our, our D-line better destroy them. Up. They got to eat. Come on. Let's move on to the linebackers real quick. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, 
Holcomb. Holcomb and Sean Dion Hamilton. I noticed a little bit of Holcomb on the field, but I didn't see much Sean Dion. Um, that was I missing something? So I think they were supposed to get more PT this week. Um, at least that was my understanding. But I saw an awful lot of Bostic out there. Not saying that was a bad thing. I think Bostic, Bostic played fine. I think KPL played fine. Uh, KPL made a couple of good plays, but um, I was really looking forward to seeing some of the younger players. But um, I don't know. Did, did y'all see Sean Dion Hamilton? Did he play any defense? I'll be honest, I didn't see much of Sean Dion, but Hogan was out there quite a bit. Hogan made no, Hogan played good. Hogan yeah. played all right. Plus, that was his first game back, you know, because, you know, Colcom started the year with the injury. So, I mean, it was just good to see that speed back on the field. But I didn't see much of uh, 51. I don't remember SDH being out there. They got him on um, football reference. He played oh, one snap. Who, SDH? Wow. Yeah, one snap on defense. Wow. He must really be in the doghouse, man. They not yeah, they really him. not fucking with him, which doesn't make any sense as far as, like, a really good, like, uh, pass-defending linebacker, something that you probably need some help in. You'd think that he could earn his way onto the field just in that role, but – they're really not trying to fuck with them at all. Mm-hmm. Well, Which is odd because, I mean, if very odd. And y'all made the point, too. We saw a lot of personnel changes this week, which I would think after seeing Bostic perform, you would want to give SDH a yep. shot. Not saying Bostic has been terrible the whole time, but if we being honest, he hasn't played well the last couple of weeks. Right, and so. he played 100%. He's played, Bostic has played every snap on defense. That's, that's crazy. He's the only one. How many? What, uh, what did Landon play? Landon missed one snap. Gotcha. One to the difference. <laughs> was the one snap the Daniel Jones scamper where he was just MIA, shook the shit Fucking out of his ass? Like, come on, bro. Very disappointed, by the way. Atlanta Collins played this year. <sighs> yeah. He's been terrible. I know, Paul, we're not going to kill him too much. We've been talking about it, but come on, man. Like, come on, Landon. We we need you to be to step up, especially at the safety position. You don't got much next to you with Aki, who was benched this past week for Everett. Thank God. Um, and I kind of thought Everett actually played well, but for the money that we pay in Landon Collins and he's been an all pro in this league, he's still fairly young. Like we need more from you, bro. I don't want to get in a situation where we have to look for free safety and a strong safety. So he needs to start to get it together or they may need to do something like we discussed in our chat and move his ass to linebacker. So right now we are looking for a free safety and strong safety. (laughs) That guy has been terrible. It's crazy. Sunday, he was unplayable. It's crazy, What the though. hell yeah. was he doing on that that read for Daniel Jones? Then there was another play. Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones shook this nigga, man. Right. <laughs> no, he, they ran the exact same read option, and he kind of froze him the same way Kyler Murray did, but it's not Kyler Murray. It's Daniel Jones. It's like I'm not saying thinking. Daniel Jones is athletic, attacking. but you're Landon Collins, man. You got to make that tackle. I don't know what's going on with him, especially like leading up all this offseason. We thought, you know, Mag and Jack put him in a TJ Ward role, like have him near the box, have him in the box playing a little bit of linebackers, blitzing the strong safety. But it's like he just doesn't look comfortable. I don't I mean, I don't know what's wrong. I, I'm just surprised. I don't want to be all sensationalizing this. At what point can we talk about actually benching him? Like, I don't think that we should be worried about the money that he's making. He's clearly a detriment to the defense right now. He's not playing good versus the pass. He's not good in run support. I don't know if even putting on linebacker would help anything because he's still not tackling anyway. So what good is he right now? He needs to get it together, period. Yeah. I'm yeah. not – I hear you, though, Paul. Like, if we're going to hold certain players to standard, like people getting benched for not performing, like he could be on that list where you you might be seeing a, lot, a little bit of time on the bench, sir, because you need to get it together. He's missing tackles – 
misreading plays, blowing coverages. Like that's like he wasn't even doing that last year. So it's like, what what's what's missing between him and the coaches? Like, I'm not understanding. Is it a miscommunication? Is responsibility? Like, especially on the read, like it was clear James Smith Williams was going for the running back. That was his primary job on that on, yeah, yeah, on that Daniel Jones play. That was his responsibility. I don't know what the fuck Landon was doing. Yeah. He crashed so hard. Mm-hmm. Like, he, it's almost like he didn't know that that was not his responsibility to go get the running back. Because Jones just bounced that joint to the outside, and he's just pulling off the screen. I had said in, in weeks past, it looks like Landon has lost a step. I don't think it was more clear than watching that replay on Sunday. Like, he was just getting pulled away from, from Daniel Jones. I'm like, Landon, Landon, what, what are you doing, bro? Like, catch this nigga. Like, are you serious? fuck is you doing <laughs> uh i don't think everett played uh i think everett, i think he played okay one thing about everett i'll say this motherfucker is a missile always like, he's, a player man he's coming down that box with bad intentions to hit somebody like remember, remember a couple years ago when he blew up darren sproles on a punt yep mm-hmm. and all hell that. broke loose <laughs> <laughs> yep but that's but he's the thing, always, Everett always, but he's always been a hard hitter. He's always, you know, made a few plays. It's just, I don't think he's really had a. Can we say he's had a true opportunity to nope, be a starter? I don't know. He hasn't. No. Nah. It seems like every every time he has been close to an opportunity, there's been a new mm-hmm. DC like new defensive coordinator. There's been some change, secondary change, sort of mm-hmm. thing. I feel like he's never he's been a special teams guy, but he's never really been given a chance to start. Nope, not at all. And every time he plays, I, I never really find myself looking at him and being like, oh, man, ever played poorly today. He had to go back to the bench. He's always at least serviceable, which is better than the two safeties we have right now in 30 and 26. The way so he, he came up and made one of those tackles on Sunday, like I have not seen Apke come up and attack the line of scrimmage and tackle a running back like that once. Right. Sometimes he's a little bit of a liability in coverage, and sometimes he gets these pass interferences and these helmet the helmet hits and no gets doubt. a 15 penalty off of that. But I would take it. I'll take that. If he's coming down and being aggressive and making yep. plays, man, mm-hmm. sooner or later he's gonna come down, he's gonna pop somebody and force that ball loose. Mm-hmm. Appy's out there, just he might as well be playing 11 on 10 for real with Appy out there. Mm. Appy out there getting juke like he in a backyard league. Like, fuck are you doing, bro? Hit somebody. Mm. Uh, no plays for um, Curl on Sunday, right? He didn't play on defense, did he? No, Curl oh, played, I thought. I don't think he did. Wait. He wasn't on the field much, but I thought he played a couple plays. I'm looking at it right now. He didn't have a lot, but I thought he had a couple. I could be wrong, though. I thought it was two snaps. Yeah, I I thought he had a couple. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) two snaps all game. Right. What's that all about, though? Like, I mean, I I thought Curl's been showing some good things. After playing half the snaps last week, that might have been a personnel thing. Mm -hmm. Because we've been playing a lot of teams that play multiple tight ends, right? Um, We played the Rams, we played Baltimore, Cleveland plays two tight ends a lot. Uh, And and then obviously we played Philly after we got his start, so that could have been a personal thing. Yeah, yeah, it could be. I could bet be. you we'll see him more this week because you know Dallas going three, four wide, damn near yeah. the entire game. So we'll probably see more curl this week. Will they? You come out here go three, know. four wide all game. Andy Andrew Dalton is not finishing. No, but it doesn't <laughs> seem like they want to. But, but Cliff, I feel you. But it's like. They've completely thrown out that, okay, we're going to turn around hand this shit off to Zeke. They got all them toys. They want to throw that football. Like, that's what they want to do. And they tried to do that last night, which is why they got boat raced. <laughs> Dalton yeah. was 34-54 last night, 266 and a touch. 
54 passes? Come on, man. They coming out. They come here to throw the ball. I'm telling y'all. That's not a good idea. Uh, Kendall Fuller, another pick. And uh, we, we've been saying that that wasn't a pick. And, of course, it wasn't a pick. His little elbow was clearly on the white. No, no, no. Fuck that. That's it, a pick. It, it, it probably was that shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll take it. It probably was a thing where it's like, you know, it's so close we can't even overturn it. Great play. Whatever. Yeah. Still great play. Great can't complain. play. You He's know how many times good. we haven't got that call? Right. right. That calls happen against us? We never get calls. Fuck. He's been Fuller's a blessing. Been glad he's back. I like, like we said, I'm, I'm glad Fuller's back. I I like I love Fuller when he was first here. I'm glad he's back. I'm glad he's healthy. He's playing some damn good football right now. And it's a hell of a lot better than the, the cornerback one that we had here the last previous couple seasons. I'm not even going to mention his name, but Fuller's playing some good football right now. So big ups to, to Kendall Fuller. Did y'all peep him playing some free safety on Sunday? Yeah, a little bit. A little, a bit. little bit of free safety. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how many here. plays. It wasn't many, but yeah, it wasn't. That's how they got Moreau out of there. I think. I think they should play Moreau a little bit more. I know. Um, I know we got beat for that touchdown, but you cannot be playing Aki and Collins right now. They cannot be on the field. Yeah, they just can't. I'm sorry. But even with that, that getting beat for that one touchdown, like Moreau, he started off the season well before he got benched for um, well when Fuller got healthy, of course. But yeah, yeah, Cliff, we definitely need to see more Moreau on the field, man. Like, come on, he's a young talent. It's last year of his contract. Like, you want clearly you're trying to build a team around young players, and why not try to see what he has and how he can fit in your defense going forward? So, hopefully, we see more of him. Right? Did we see any Jimmy um, on Sunday? Jimmy Moreland? Not much. Damn, well, we, good... we, well, we didn't see him like stand out. Let me. Well, Jimmy had one knockdown. I could be wrong. But see, that's because we was playing them bum ass Giants, <laughs> and we still took the fucking. Shit, Derek Slayton was getting loose. Almost got. If that was a competent offense, Slayton was getting loose on us. He's very good. I, I know I, I fought with Giants fans and saying he sucks this and that because they always say he's better than McLaurin, which he's not. But he's that's... damn good. Did Slayton go to school? Darius Slayton? Yeah. Damn, I forget. LSU, right? He did? Hold on. Slayton with LSU, for sure. No. Nah, Paul. He went to Auburn. Auburn. I'm sorry. My bad. I'm lunching. It's definitely Auburn. Yep. Auburn. Play half the snaps. Yeah. 56%. I mean, the last couple of weeks, though, he had not been playing much. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I like the cornerbacks. I think they should definitely go out in the offseason and add another one, a high-end one for sure. But I think a combo of Fuller, Moreau, and Darby and uh, Moreland are decent at the very least. I think they could be a good group if they were getting pressure up front and the, and the secondary behind them, like the safety and the strong safety, were playing a little bit more consistently. But they, they've they been making a couple plays this season. They're the least of my worries in the defense right now, along with the defensive line. I'm more I agree with that. that. Because when we were coming, we were coming into the year, we were very concerned about the cornerbacks. But I think they're playing damn good football. Oh yeah, right. They have, they have definitely. I would say, they've been a surprise of the team. Like, Absolutely, it's been excellent. Yeah, they got a tough yeah. task on Sunday, but they. This will be oh. their. I would say this is probably their test. first big test. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hopkins, it's time or not? Nah? Well, according to Ron, his job is safe. I mean, he he gonna say that, but 
let him miss another kick on Sunday that cost him a game. I mean, um, I'm of two minds here, man. I think on one end, obviously, we can't have the kicker missing kicks. Obviously. On the other end, it only feels more important because we know that when he misses, we aren't getting down here again. So <laughs> it makes our kicks, it makes his missed kicks seem that more valuable to the game. We'd be like, come on, how do you know he ain't getting down here to the fourth quarter? <laughs> right. So, <laughs> especially like when we have a good like we he's missed a couple that have been like the beginning of games when we've had yeah. jobs And that shit hurts because we're like, well, we aren't making up those three points. So it feels like we lost a touchdown when he misses field goals for real. Mm-hmm. Right. But even going back to last year, Hopkins been missing a few like chip shots, man. Like shit that he wasn't doing before. I mean, I still like him, but I don't think it would hurt the team to bring in some competition for Hopkins to see, okay, like, your job ain't all that safe, bro. You need to start making some kicks out here. Like, come on now. Yeah, you know what he said to you? He said, I'd make some kicks if I got the kick more. Okay? <laughs> I, don't get the ki- I don't get the kick more. Right. We don't <laughs> score. I don't get the kick field goals because we never score. All right? I'm kicking about six. I'm kicking once a game right now. So, true. I think, I, I think that's some of it. His missed field goals just seem way more important. To us, yeah. Two sticks. Did Tress only punt once on Sunday? Damn, yeah. Tress only punted once on Sunday. That's yeah. surprising. He punted Shit, once. Yeah. We scored 19 points and we lost. <laughs> <laughs> so we played once and we scored 19 fucking points, bro. Like, come the fuck on, man. That is uh, infuriating. Like, it's terrible. It's because we don't like we don't create any big plays. So our whole right. all, like they can be people can be like, well, offense had a good game. There is no way that well, actually, it might work versus the bum-ass Cowboys. <laughs> like, like that, although dumping the ball off, I think that plays to the Cowboys' defensive strength, which is the speed mm-hmm. of their linebackers. You gotta attack them. You gotta attack that secondary. That te- no, you got 20, 17 needs twenty targets on Sunday, mm-hmm. but um, you can't expect to be going fucking ten plays. 75 yards four or five times a game it's not happening it's not happening yeah. and to your point that's uh, about with hopkins um it's even more hurtful when you go 14 plays and you drive the ball like only 40 yards because obviously you're converting on third and eight but you're not getting chunk plays and then you get down to the 30 and you miss a field goal so you just chewed up eight nine minutes of play clock had the ball for a good portion of a quarter, and then your kicker misses a damn field goal. It's like, we're not getting back to that 30-yard line, bro. We can't string your 14-yard drives all the time or 14 mm-hmm. play drives all the time. 17-play drive, 41 yards. We right. had one drive on Sunday. I'm pretty sure it was the 14-play drive, and I was like, damn, we still on the field. And I don't think we scored. <laughs> we're not right. We're still on the field. What Where the we at? The 35. <laughs> Every single first down they get is literally just like, you're just barely making the first down. Yeah. We're not getting 15 yards on third and five. They're yeah, getting no, five yards in third and five. And no then, big plays, man. Mm-hmm. No like, big we plays don't get all. any big plays. We don't throw the ball down the field still. I think, did they try to take a shot earlier in the game? Hey, I think, I saw, I think I even saw a play action play basketball, which is a big step. Big step for, for, for Scotty. Big step, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call him Scotty from now on. All right. Like, Damn, Scotty. Kid, like a little ass kid. <laughs> Thirty-two. <laughs> Imagine stepping in a fucking press conference and being like, 
Uh, yeah, Scotty, uh, this is uh, Corey Gassaway from uh, 50 Good Blog. Do you mind answering a few questions for us? Uh, yeah, the name's actually Scott Turner. All right, whatever you say, Scotty. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> disrespectful as fuck on the mic. Oh, shit, uh, Scott Turner, our age. I think our age, man. Like, <laughs> Scott, my first question. Scott, my first question is, I, I noticed this play when I was playing Madden. This looks a little similar to that play. Can you explain why all the receivers are running into the same area? Help me understand. Fuck, coach. But you know what? I'm not going to be negative. Come on, man. It's Dallas week. Hey. It is Dallas week. Did you see Josh Garnett retired? Yeah. <laughs> but it's not like he, I mean, he wasn't really playing for us, but. He went to Stanford. Yeah. Man. Let me tell yeah, you. He's fine. I think he's, he's fine. Did. Oh, yeah, no, he's most definitely fine. He was like, man, fuck this shit. I'm about to go save the world. I'm not Hell yeah, he went to Stanford. Yep, he went to Stanford. Yeah. All right, let's talk about Dallas then. Big for first place in the division, possibly. You know, big game. Isn't that wild? That's one of the wildest things I remember in sports, period. Depending on what happens with Eagles-Giants, like if they finish in a tie, I think, it's the only way it could work out. But if they finish in a tie and we beat the Cowboys, we probably be back in first place at two and five. I can't believe we're doing this. I acknowledge that as a possibility. I was not trying to say it on the podcast or on the timeline because I didn't want people to think like, oh, y'all talking about winning the division. I'm just acknowledging how crazy that is. I'm not saying it's going to happen. You just, Paul, it's okay. Just You're just saying what Coach said. We're looking at the schedule, looking at where we're at. We got a shot at it. So I put a shot collar on you. Every time you mention a girl, I'm about to trust the damn butt. Coach said we got a shot at this thing, man. <laughs> but they no, but you Corey, Corey, listen, y'all can make fun of him. But y'all, y'all looking at this the wrong way. He's making fun of the division. Like when you think about it, right? Him saying we got a shot at this, it does sound ridiculous on its face. <laughs> but the division is so terrible that here we are. Week seven, we're one and five. We are potentially playing for first place on Sunday. Versus a team that just lost by four touchdowns. Versus a team that has Super Bowl aspirations. So we, yeah, but their aspirations, that shit's gone. Okay, that shit's gone with the win. Yeah. Look, we could win on Sunday. It is entirely possible. I give us a much better chance versus them. Like I, like, I don't know why I was, I was pretty confident we weren't going to beat the Giants. I thought we would only score about – we scored something in the teams, which is what we did. We gave that game away. This team is tailor-made for us. They are a poorly coached football team with no offensive linemen and the worst defense in the league probably. Check, double-check, triple-check. Yep, yep, yep. Why? Okay. I don't know and why no, I have a bad no matchup corner from a corner. No they don't. Corner from a corner. They don't. A lot of teams don't, but no, they definitely don't. Um, I don't know, man. I just know we've been in this scenario where, and I understand they have a lot of injuries. Dallas has a lot going on down there. They're coming off an ass whooping last night. We've seen scenarios where they've come up here and we kind of thought we might have a shot and they just ran the ball down our throat or they just got big plays on us and we just didn't show up. And I got a feeling that might be the case. I hope I'm wrong. Like, nothing make me happier than beating Dallas's ass on Sunday, but I'm a little concerned. I'm concerned only because of their weapons. If they decide to just go rhythm and just have three-step drops and we're getting the ball to Cooper and Lamb and Gallup, and we might sprinkle in a couple screens to Zeke or um, – I, I always remember the, the back of running back's name. 
what's his goddamn name? Oh, Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard, right. Sorry about that. Tony Pollard, like, they could devise a way to beat us. But the way their line looked last night and the way that Dalton looked last night, I don't know if they can do anything right right now. You got to figure out a way to duplicate what the Cardinals did last night. I noticed they got Booter Baker involved around the line. Is that a way you're going to get the most out of Landon Collins at this point? Maybe. Maybe it's all he can do. But you saw that they had success doing a similar formula last night. Maybe you duplicate that. I don't know. As far as the um, as far as the offense goes, like you said, I don't think this Dink and Dunk doesn't work against Dallas because they're going to come downhill. They're going to hit you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you got to take some shots. I mean, there's, there's no other way around it. You got to yeah, take shots. To. Nobody's guarding 17. Just throw him the ball. Just run as fast as you can. Split the safeties as you can. And Allen's going to try to hit you. If you hit that play once, it changes everything for the offense. But even to go back to what you guys said earlier about Gibson, I think Cliff said it like, this might be the perfect week to get Gibson lined up outside because we know Dallas cannot guard any running backs in the league. So why not put them in a situation where you got LVE or Jalen out in the open field and try to get Gibson the ball in some space? Like you could take shots downfield. We need to do that. And we need to try to get Gibson the ball because Dallas can't cover anyone. They can't cover no running backs. Clearly can't cover no receivers. So let's, like you always say, Paul, try to be creative and take some shots. Mix it up. Misdirection, I don't know. Let's do something to go downfield, please. Hey, speaking of Jalen, real quick, the past couple of weeks I've been noticing a trend with him. He loafs quite a bit. Have y'all seen these clips that they put up about Jalen Smith? No, nah, I need to check that out. Send that to me. I- I'll send them joints to you. I'll, I'll repeat them on the timeline for anybody else that wants to see him. But every week I see a beat reporter in Dallas tweeting a play of Jalen Smith just jogging behind the play. Who was it yesterday that caught a pass in the flat? Um, it, it might have been Kirk or something like that. And he's just jogging behind the play. If he sprinted, he's going to tackle him. But he's just not doing it. I think it was the, the Odell Cliff, That might have been the play when you were like, what the fuck is Jalen doing? Oh, that, <laughs> right. On the reverse. On the reverse where he just... Right, the Odell. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah not nah, yeah. uh, Jordan Christian Kirk. Yeah, right, last that. night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he just this loafing, just jogging behind plays. Do that shit versus Gibson. He went house to join. Oh, absolutely. 100%. I was just going to say, this might be the week for us to break out of reverse because it seems like everybody that Dallas plays scores on a reverse. Listen, Scotty, if we don't run a reverse, out. if we don't run a reverse, mm-hmm. you have failed this week. <laughs> Every <laughs> week I see somebody running a reverse on these niggas, man. Yep, and scored. Mm-hmm. If we don't even try one, we won't. Same game plan as always. We're yep. my, my, man, my man calls plays. He doesn't have a game plan. He thinks this is fucking madness. He flips the pages and is like, all right, y'all, let me go. We're going to try this shit. Double reverse, mm-hmm. double reverse. <laughs> <laughs> then he could probably got like the, um, you know how they have like Madden coach? He got the North coach button. He just calls whatever he thinks his dad like <laughs> want to call. Uh, oh, it's crazy it though, man. Like his pops was a great OC. Like North Turner could dial up a offensive game plan with the best of them. Like, Come on, Scott. Pull up some pull out some old tapes of daddy. Like Norv didn't have the greatest coaching resume here, but we knew he could dial up offensive game plan at least. Give me no something. Give me no something. Uh predictions, predictions. Uh who wants to start us off? <laughs> Go ahead, Cliff. <laughs> um
That's tough. Let's go. I'll go Dallas 20. Dallas 23, Washington 17. Mm. Got us losing. I thought you were going to give us the dub. I thought so too, bro. <laughs> what are you, you got serious? <laughs> hey, we just lost to the fucking Giants, man. I know. <laughs> That's why I was surprised that y'all was saying we had a shot this week. No, like, we, no, we do. No, like this is a game that this game is the kind of game that we could win, given the state of the Cowboys. However, I mean, well, I felt that way last week, given the state of the Giants, but no, nah, but I knew we wouldn't score, so like we never went up there. This one. I'm not going to win. Well, yeah, I think we'll be competitive. Oh. I'm going to go. <laughs> it's going to be 27-17, to 17, Cowboys. I'm going to go. I'm going to go 17-10, Washington. Mm. 1710 Washington. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> Listen, this might be the only win we have the rest of the season. But if you're talking about in a vacuum, the way to beat this Dallas team, you could probably beat in the same way you beat Philly week one. You gotta just harass Dalton and make him turn the ball over, which he's obviously good at doing. Zeke done fumbling the ball three, four times, looking like young Tiki out there. <laughs> get him to come for the ball, man. Like let's get out there and hit him hard, force some turnovers. You don't got to score 30 points to beat Dallas. 17 will do it if you play defense right. I'll be honest. My 27 is not all offensive touchdowns for Dallas. Um, so you guys can take that however you want. Oh, yeah. Listen, I mean, to be frank, I would pick us, if not, for the double agent quarterback. <laughs> Look, Kyle has very clear double Asian tendencies. Mm-hmm. You don't know who he's working for, folks. Just when you think he's working for you, you start thinking he's working for the other guys, man. We we had the previous eight car here. The pre- previous guy was eight. <laughs> he used to do that shit, too. Mm-hmm. Just when you exhaled and were mm-hmm. like, okay, he's doing okay. That's when the double Asian wears his ugly head. So, I just I saw Kirk. I can see Kirk's uh, interceptions when we played Dallas last time he was here. Like when you said that clip, I literally just saw it. I forget which game it was. I don't know if it was Skandrick or who it was, but it was just like oh, to join the end zone. Oh my god! What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> we're about to win the game. We're about to game about to be over too. <laughs> oh, Kirk. Um, yeah, he's a double agent, Kyle Allen. And he has double Asian type turnovers too. Absolutely. Shit. The fumble touchdown on the fumble, Sunday. The fumble touchdown is a double agent move. Cow, you point shaving? Like, just <laughs> cough the fumble up. Clean bounce. It's like you knew there was pressure. Why are you fumbling in this scenario? Jameis does it. All, the, all, all of the double agents, they have one thing in common they love to fumble. Mm hmm. So, Hold on to that ball this week. Look, Daniel Jones tried it. Daniel Jones, another, Daniel Jones, another double agent. He tried. He, tr- he was doing all great. Then Chase Young gets in his face. He shits his pants and just throws the ball up in the air. <laughs> double agent. Right. All you need to do is get that ball out of the back of the end zone. Mm-hmm. Right. 
That wasn't even threw it up in there. You could have just taken the sack, bro. Because you couldn't let the ball in the end zone with your weak ass arm. <laughs> That's all that was. He couldn't get the ball to the end zone. His arm isn't strong enough. Mm-hmm. Shit, that's pants. Speaking of Kirk, I wasn't going to say nothing earlier, but I, I meant to fry you, Cliff, when you kept talking about process oriented. I was like, Kirk, you just said that same shit out here. I don't that. <laughs> hey, you got to find that clip. Kirk's hey, like, you're unprocess oriented. <laughs> hey, man, I'm a process guy. That guy's not a pro. Listen, I see, I've seen Kirk Cousins play. Nothing about Kirk says process. It's a process. Pretty sure Jay Gruden was telling that guy where to throw the ball. I'm convinced oh of it. God. In the same way that they told Jared Goff where to throw for a couple of years, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure he that he was telling Kirk where to throw the ball. Um, of course. McVay was. And ever since McVay hasn't been there, we have seen a slow drop back to the same quarterback he was before <laughs> McVay. Like, straight up. He has slowly gone backwards to that same quarterback. You're not lying, bro. He looks atrocious without Dicks, too. Like this year, without weapons. And this, he even got Justin Jefferson, who's a hell of a player, by the way. He sucks this year, Kirk. Dude, he looked like ass versus the Falcons. Bro, I don't know if you saw when they, uh, I think, yeah, matter of fact, here it is. Vikings fans started a GoFundMe page to help buy out Kirk Cousins' contract. <laughs> <laughs> so far they have so far they have $25 raised <laughs> hey that's funny as shit hey we shit. warned Vikings fans man they was like he's Try the missing link him. I was like I assure you that he isn't the missing link just yeah, wait to tell him. Dude, nobody wanted to listen sooner or later sooner or later the real eight cars will show his, his rear ugly head and when he does it's gonna be ugly you're going to be like, why is Kirk throwing a seven-yard pass in third and 12? Well, because that's what the eight-car does, man. Well, shit. He's definitely on third and seven. Like, Fuck what are you doing? Do you see the sticks? And then oh, jog back to not even a pass like, rush. Right. Just right, and then jog back to Gruden to be like, did I do good, coach? Like, 